right. We're rolling. We're rolling. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, great to have you on the show, honestly. Um, uh, Bo, like, we were just chatting before the show, and, um, you know, we are obviously already hit it off. Like, we are just two of the same guy. Like a huge radio fan back in the day, and you know, obsessed with waiting for our favorite shows. Like, and uh, and uh, nice to meet you for the first time. We're just talking just now for the first time, uh, Steve, Stephen Lewis. Um, uh, how, how long? How long have you been doing comedy, Steve? Stevie, you know, I go by you call me Stevie's fine. Stevie Lou, Steven is my what well, my mom calls me. You know, uh, <laughs> well, could, do you mind if I call you Steven then? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, we are history. We are on history homos, aren't yeah. we? So. That's true. <laughs> uh, and, no, uh, I'll call no, you Stevie. That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do. I, that was like a problem. So I've been doing it for about four years on stage as an active stand-up, but uh, I've been involved with the comedy scene, you know, yeah. as a fan first all my life. But uh, I started producing at the Eastside Dave show at uh, Compound Media yep. about seven years ago. You're a familiar face to me from that, dude. So it's about seven years I've been involved, uh, and I got real lucky because I ended up kind of getting a, a fast track my first year and a half. When uh, it's like one of the most important parts of a comedian's career is when you're grinding and trying to get out. Right, five, and six, making your first, you making your first uh, material and stuff like that. Just learning the ropes and just trying to get a handle on shit. Uh, I, this is when the Legion of Skanks was still at Compound Media. So uh, it's not like these guys mentored me or anything like that, but I was like hanging out behind the scenes with right. Big J Okerson, Dave Smith, Louis J Gomez, and all of their crazy friends. Uh, they used to actually invite me and Flutzy after. So it used to be Eastside Dave show at seven on Tuesday and then yep. Legion of Skanks at like nine. And then they'd go to roast battle at the stand, oh, uh, you- which wouldn't start until they got there. So it wouldn't start till like midnight. And I remember one night me and Flutzy were hanging out and uh, Lewis was like, hey, why don't you guys come with us, you know, to the stand? And right. fuck, we went. They, they took care of us real nice. Uh, Yo, doggy, why isn't this my crew? Well, I think he was in a flutzy a little bit at the time because she was single and he was single. So I, I was Who the hell is this wheel. tall guy? I want to talk to the Puerto Rican chick. <laughs> <laughs> So we took it, and like I gotta say, Patrick and the Italia brothers over at the stand are some of the best fucking guys in the business, and they know how to treat VIPs, right. artists, and just regular fans uh, well. So, yeah, well, hey, great well, things so about that place. Five years as a comedian, averaging between the, the you know right, work right, and the on stage. Right. Uh, let, let me just give you, but, but I, I really wanted to, now that William's back, I really wanted to get this out of the way. This isn't, uh, this is apropos of nothing, but I just wanted to tell you this quick story that happened to me on the way home from work today. Um, I was dry, I was pulling out of the garage where I, you know, uh, commute from, and uh, I always smoke a cigarillo, black and mild cigarillo, while I'm driving. Nice. And uh, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, I uh, smelled burning hair, and I thought to myself, yeah, like, no. am I about to have a fu- – am I having a stroke? Stroke, it's probably yeah. some kind of racial instinct, uh, racial memory for you, Scott, being a, a Jew. Burning hair? Oh. What is burning hair? What does burning hair have to do with being Jewish? I the fact that we're going to burn in hell? Gas, the gas, no, the gas chamber? I think oh, it was right. a gas chamber. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right over my head. Judge's judge score? <laughs> No, no, no. I, I took it God. as we're going to burn in hell, so I better get used to the smell. 
But anyway, so um, then I, I smell it still, and I'm like, I check all around, like all around me, to, because I, I figure this has happened before. That maybe I get like a piece of ash on my arm or on the the floor of the car where this my wife's hair or something, and so I check to make sure there's not a fucking fire in the car, and then I go. <gasps> And I touch the top of my head, and I realize it's burning a fucking hole in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you should be wearing your yarmulke, you You're right. That's God telling God. me. That's God that telling Jew. me I'm a bad Jew. Two Jewish jokes if you're scoring at home. What's that, Bo? I said that looks like something that would happen in a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah. I think I forgot which movie it was. But I remember something like that happened with the car that it, that they got that it got all kinds of cars. Right. Like that was the first. That was the first one, Bo, for sure. Uh, but no, that's a great point because as a weed smoker, uh, I am someone who's used to lighting myself on right. fire accidentally. Because <laughs> like, not only do I deal with the fire, I'm high, and I get like, yeah. Like, but now, now that we've stepped it up. I don't know if you guys are, are big potheads like me, but they are I, using uh, like. So they use torches. They use like a, a fucking actual butane torch. To, that shit to looks like a science out. experiment to me. Like I can't, well, I can't like, fucking. It looks like smoking crack. Really. Yeah. So I guess smoking. Uh, that's a science experiment, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you it know? is. Uh, so no, now that we're using like blow torches and stuff like that, and you're yeah. heating things to extreme temperatures, we are you know burning the fuck out of ourselves regularly. And I'm surprised yeah. that there's not a third degree burn visits at the ER because of this. I promise you, if you ask an ER nurse, they've seen their fair share. <laughs> What's the name of that guy who played the guitar in uh, the Johnny Cash's band? Luther Perkins. Luther Perkins, he fell asleep with a cigarette in his hand. Tales and, of the time. And totally immolated himself. But like, like now, that would be a blowtorch. So I guess he'd probably just have a quicker death. Yeah, I, you're talking about famous... Famous emulations, I can think yeah. of Mike, Michael Jackson, right? Michael true, Jackson true. got all lit up that time. Then you the got King Richard, Richard Pryor. The King yeah. of Pop, the yeah. King of Comedy, Richard Pryor yep. also. Yep. Uh, the, King of, the King of Pop is a great... A, I don't know if, uh, how long it is or if any of you guys have ever worked in a warehouse. Oh, you do, don't you, Bobo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so, like, uh, the, I work in a warehouse, and uh, one of my favorite things about it is the, the, the humorous noises that the whole place makes in response to whatever's playing on the radio. Oh. <laughs> and so, and so uh, I mean, there's always, around 2 o'clock in the morning, guys make sex noises uh, and kind of call and response to each other. But if a Michael Jackson song comes on the radio, or the Jackson 5, you get like, a, you get like this jungle chorus of people going, <laughs> Everybody's just grabbing their dick all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing the side. You actually have a choreographed thriller dance every every so often. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Did you guys know um, they call they call him the king of pop because he was the king of popping children's cherries? <laughs> oh, a lot, of, a lot of ass cherries got one in the scoreboard in for Stevie. <laughs> I, I, I'm with the I'm with the blacks on this one. I think he's innocent. All right. You know, I, I, I'm actually, I was going to say something. I'm kind of could give away my location. Fuck it. There is a Michael Jackson mural pretty close to my apartment that nice. was put up, you know, probably about 10 years ago. And it's a beautiful mural, but like, I'm surprised. He's a beautiful man. How would it not be a beautiful mural? Yeah. 
And it my, was like red jacket era too. So yeah, my my take on it is the guy's not around to defend himself anymore. Mm. And and like, I, well, I think it's Dave Chappelle's got, got a good take on it. I think it was him who, who said, "Look, um, what's the what's the kid at home alone called?" Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin hung around with him more than anybody, and he swears to God that he never that he never laid a finger on him. Now, I don't know if you remember, guys. If, if you're going to fuck kids and you've got access to Macaulay Culkin, he was the hottest little boy uh. that ever drew breath. <laughs> so if he's so hot anymore, could, dude. Yeah, it, no, but at the time, you know, if you're into little boys, that's fucking catnip, isn't it? If you if you're if, if you're into little boys, that would be the little prime boy rib. Cat, that is. A... Yeah. <laughs> so if you if he could keep his hands off uh, off Macaulay, I don't see how the, how you can doubt also, him. Also, he's a, he's a wealthy black man who dared talk bad about the Jews. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he, I mean, didn't he fuck Gary Coleman, though? Wasn't he fucking Gary Coleman? Uh, you're thinking of Emmanuel Lewis, actually. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. You could take that point away from me, I think, after that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Gary Coleman only played a child. If he fucked Gary Coleman, that was totally legit. He was a grown man. <laughs> uh, so, And also, I, I don't know why. I do know why I know this. Zach Amico, a good buddy of mine, told me this. Yeah. He knows somehow that Gary Coleman was apparently really well hung. He apparently had a nice, like, sausage uh, hanging. Yeah. Uh, How does he know me. that? I mean, not I, that I doubt it, but I'm just saying, well, I just want to know I the story. Me, I mean, Zach probably would say it's been in his mouth before. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I love Zach. No, I think he, it was in a film. Uh, me and Zach are big movie guys. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobo is, uh, and I are going to be appearing in uh, Troma's next film. Oh, my called God, that's great. Troma's great. Yeah, Shakespeare's shitstorm. Uh, Zach was really cool of inviting uh, me and then Bobo onto the set uh, two summers ago. And the film is finally premiering uh, in a few weeks at a now um, virtual film festival because that's the crazy fucking world that we live in right now that we're not able to go anywhere. Uh, But yeah, it'll be out. It's called Hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Uh, You know, we'll we'll send maybe over the, the... the, uh, yeah, I could post it in the description or something. Yeah, because Bobo, you can see Bobo in the trailer. Sorry, right. it's the trailer. Me and Bobo cool. both get like a quick second in the trailer. Yeah, and I'm a so. huge it- fan of Troma. I actually met the guy, the director Lloyd Kaufman, like when I was probably 19 years old at a screening, and it was such a big deal for me. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I can. I got to work with him, and I can say that he's actually very friendly uh, and like almost a friend of of my. You know, we don't stay in touch often, but uh, I do go to a lot of events, and and he's a great dude, and and also a fucking visionary and genius. Yeah. Even in his in, in his seventies now, he's fucking quick witted. He's very funny, and he and he knows what's up. So this is like basically uh, their a uh, sister to Tromeo and Juliet, which is awesome, based- by the way. I love uh, yeah. the penis monster in it. There is plenty of that similar sort, and I'm not going to spoil anything. No, don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just you know, it's, it's, called, it's called. Sorry, Bobo, go ahead. Go ahead, Bobo. There, there is a piece of memorabilia. If there was, there'd be any pieces of memorabilia from a trauma film I would love to own. It'd be a puppet from that penis monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to sneak up on people with it. <laughs> it's hysterical looking. <laughs> um. Now, Bo, Bo, actually, I wanted you to do me a favor. William has no idea what the rules of baseball are, and I know you, not only 
No, I also yeah, I know you're a huge baseball guy, and you know the rules extremely well. So I really would like for you, in your own words, to try to teach this fucking bad tooth limey how to fucking play baseball. <laughs> All right, this 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 was gonna be this was gonna be a weird one. I don't know where to start because it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. To, <laughs> give give me give us the short version. They're made up of twenty five five guys nine nine got nine players on the field and uh you got you got a you got a pitcher and they're supposed to get anything that's not fair it is it, an out right. <laughs> i really well, right. yeah that's good it is a little difficult it is a little daunting to explain well i i did try i was in false old john maddie oh, he's not done sorry <laughs> I was in Boston a while ago. I tried to watch a game in a bar, and like they they show you the little square on the TV screen that shows where the ball's supposed to be pitched at, yeah. But how do you like if you're at a a, a, a club game or or whatever that isn't on TV? How the fuck do you know if it's a fair ball or not? It like, seems like for, for a well, bit William, where did you find a gay bar in Boston? That, that, <laughs> that, 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 no, it wasn't a gay. I watched a game in a bar. I didn't no, say no, no, no. It's because you're a homo. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I drink in regular bars, too. <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lying right I there went, on the floor. Well, no, if you can yeah. see here, I'm wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm it's strange. I'm from New York, but that's how, like, serious baseball is and how it can go deep. It's uh, due to the fact – into, like, my family – are all Red Sox fans. Right. So even right. though I was born and raised in New York, about 20 minutes from Yankee Stadium, my grandfather was the one who started the tradition that we were all Red Sox fans. And, you know, we right. were raised as such. Uh, I, I would never think twice about, you know, rooting for the Yankees. It's kind of sadistic almost. Ironically, they, I, I'm from Boston, and I don't have a favorite team at all. I'm a football really? fan. <laughs> oh, shit, Boston, yeah. yeah. I always got a New York accent from you, man. That's that's interesting. Oh, really? No. no. Well, I, I, I kind of, I, not to, not to like, d digress, but I, I kind of grew up on the internet more than I did. Like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I almost hear, like, a Tim Dillon who's from Long Island in your, in your yeah. voice there. I'm also fat, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> and you smoke, too. And you smoke. Yeah. Uh, Black and Milds, too. That's impressive. Did you get one of those from Jimmy Martinez or something? Where the fuck <laughs> no, but he asked me for one. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, I just buy them because I'm a fucking scumbag. What do you want from me? I like them. <laughs> I, I buy them. I split them down the middle. I fill weed in there, and then I fucking smoke that. Oh, that's what I do. That's a good <laughs> idea. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so but so I, so what were you saying though about watching the game though in 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 the in the bar in Boston, William? Yeah, well, I, I really I I like ballistic sports. I mean, you two guys are wearing uh, baseball hats. You got a, a Red Sox hat and a and a Mets hat. Yes. Yeah, I'm wearing a Pakistan cricket hat. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking obsessed with cricket, <laughs> and uh, the uh, so I really want to like baseball, but I, I try watching it and. I was that I was that I was that asshole tourist in the bar. I was asking this guy who really wanted nothing to do with me whatsoever about what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I, I I kind of watched for about an hour and I thought I, I'm just gonna not watch this. Well, I need, funny, I, need... I mean, like I can say the same thing about cricket. Like yeah. I I've, I've sat down and watched cricket because it it is entertaining. Like you said, what'd you call it? What kind of sport? Like a, a lot of what? Ballistic. Call it? 
It's where you're throwing a ball at somebody. I've never fucking heard that term in my life, but that's fucking awesome. I dig it because that's what that is. It's kind of like high lie is like that as well. You know, (laughs) I guess Um, high lie is kind of like that. Well, like there are, you'll see pockets of like I think I think they must be Pakistani like communities where they'll find a field and they'll set up the wickets and they'll get a real good game going on. And I've gotten high to the tits and I've sat down and watched it for like an hour completely. Watching amateur games is one of the best things. One of the best ways you can spend your time in right. cricket. Like in England, they play it. At, they play it out in fields outside pubs. You know, yeah. And it's like, they're like the the third or fourth team of whatever club it is is always the best one to watch because they fall over a lot and and fuck up. It's well, hilarious. That, that, then we're gonna bring up another. There are so many similarities here again because softball is like one of the more uh, beer yeah. league. Softball is huge in America. Uh, yeah. It's almost too big in america it's sad but uh you do see like more fights litter of fist fights in these like 30 to 40 year old night leagues you know they, they play in the summer under the lights uh yeah. so you're right that that is that is a it's more like because the pros I, yeah you see a higher level of sport but it's not as entertaining like, uh, you can go to bobo can tell you this me and bobo have been to some boring professional baseball games oh yeah yeah like, Watching paint dry. Um, Regular but, season? Especially the Mets. When you're watching the fucking Mets. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words, Bowie. What are you going to do to them? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's always been up and down with this, with this team. I can tell you that. But, it, it, but it's been great. I can tell you the people at the stadium are class act. But I, when I went to a couple of years ago, I went to Boston. The Mets were in town. And it, it, this is very rare because because uh, the Mets are in a different league and they don't play against every every team in the right. yeah you know during the interleague right so we're so we're so we're there and a lot of Mets fans made the trip. Everybody in Boston was saying, "Oh, you guys are a lot better than the usual New Yorkers we deal with." Yeah, well, they, they mean Yankee fans. That's what yeah. they mean, Yankee fans. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, so that's, that's what they meant. I was making, I was yeah. making a joke. Is is. Is the Mets more of like a blue collar support team than you nailed the Yankees? It. Fucking, yeah. I, you took the words out of my mouth, dude. You're picking up on that big time where the Yankees are more like the you know executive executive level fans. You know? Fucking assholes. Yeah. What, like <laughs> like Chelsea Football Club and and shit like that. Well, which okay, yeah, yeah, and you know what? The, now I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit all over, but I I understand that the Red Sox team uh, are combined with Liverpool. Liverpool and the Red Sox right? are the same. Right business company that owns and operates both clubs oh, oh yeah i think i think the 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 people is it uh, is it some russian family or something uh, there's it's some international oligarchs and uh, who uh, i think john henry i think who owns the red john sox. henry is the red sox principal owner i think that there yeah. may be another investment group that the he's involved company with. or something exactly so yeah. like to me to me that means like if liverpool's doing well that means that Red Sox could potentially see some sort of benefit from that financially, I believe. So that has now kind of turned me into a Liverpool fan. Right. Okay. Yeah. Steve, uh, if I you're, mean, uh, go ahead, William. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I just I I don't really follow soccer, but it is the sport here that everybody's into. I I just don't find it that interesting. I'd much rather watch hockey. It's kind of you know like similar get get the ball in the goal or get the puck in the goal thing. Hockey just happens much faster and it's right. it's. Less gay. Well, and the ho- the ho- yeah, the hockey guys fight. They fucking yeah. They, they, they it's a fight. hardcore sport. Like, I think I think I'm tough, but fuck that. I'm not messing with the hockey guy. Yeah. What was Bobo? that, Bo? Yeah. Hockey fights rule. Yeah. <laughs> no arguments a, here, dude. 
my uh, friend who I was staying with in Boston took me to see the Bruins um, play. I think it was some Canadian team they were playing. Or it might have been. Which one isn't? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the and, uh, Canadians? Uh, actually, it might have been. It, it, what's the New York team? Well, think, got the I, Islanders and the Rangers. The Rangers. As I think well? it was the Islanders. I think it was the Islanders, and uh, it was the best. It it was the most fun I've had at a sporting event outside of a cricket match. It was just that it was it. And I was if you've never seen it before, and you've, you're used to watching any other sport, when you see two guys body slam one of the refs into the wall, right. and they don't even they don't even blow a whistle for that. You think Shakes this game rocks. <laughs> Yeah, hockey. I think I think it's pretty safe to say that hockey may be the most entertaining sport professionally to watch live, due to the fact that the fans are usually yeah. fucking fired up and yeah. like really screaming and getting drunk, and then the fights break out, you know. Uh, and they're moving so quick. It's a short season, you know. You only have so many games in the hockey season. That's I think true. it's the shortest season of all the uh, seasons. So. Uh, I feel like the hockey fans are some of the most. They're, they're like the the punters and the uh, the hooligans of, even though we don't even get that close to it. They're the most passionate out of all, all fan bases in America. Yeah, that's why I like Pakistan. Obviously, I support England, but I I, I like it when Pakistan play here because their, their fans show up and they get rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're out to have, you know, they they support the team even when they're losing. You know, they they go crazy the whole what's, time. What's uh, what's a Pakistani way to get rowdy? Just like suppress women even further? Is that how they? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm totally Cut guys' on board hands with that. off. You see a bunch of digits on the on the field later? Like, oh god, they got really fired up. Oh, good time. <laughs> That's pretty good. Anyway, let's uh, let's maybe mosey into our topic for the night tonight. We're talking about it. Uh, what uh, some people refer to as the beginning of the modern era of baseball, and also the end of the old corrupt era of baseball. Although obviously there's corruption throughout the throughout the time of baseball, but. Um, Tonight we're talking about the 1919 World Series and the Black Sox scandal that resulted, and um, it's a pretty interesting topic. It's got intrigue. It's got mob. It's it's a mafia story. Um, there's revenge. So, so wait a second. You're saying there's been cheating in baseball? Oh my God! <laughs> Perish the thought. It's always been throughout history. As yeah. a matter of fact, this scandal. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's that's for anyone's aware about this. They actually made a movie about this scandal called Eight Man Out. Right. I believe I believe Ray Liotta was one of the guys that played one of the major players in the scandal. Or oh, like, shit. I haven't seen that. That, that, that is correct. Points, points to Bobo. Wait, I, I mean, want I to know another <laughs> piece of trivia. He was also in the other movie about about the, the thing that happened. He was also played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams, if you recall. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Who, oh, 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 Will, have you ever seen Field of Dreams? Uh, I may have seen it when it first came out, which was back in the 80s, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. 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 That's, I'm an that's, old fuck. That's one that, like, if you grew up playing baseball in your family, you usually end up crying at the end because of how, <laughs> like, you know, your father used to beat you because you couldn't yeah. throw the curve. You couldn't throw <laughs> the curve, you know, the, the 12 to 6 curve wasn't really breaking, so you'd get whipped. You yeah, know, and then you watch that movie, and you're like, I remember that, you know. 
It, it's it, that for whole family aspect of passive sport. That's really interesting because uh, I've got a six-year-old daughter, and with this this afternoon, uh, as soon as she finished the dinner, I had her out in the backyard doing batting practice. I was giving her throwdowns. <laughs> so you call you call that cricket batting? That's yeah, yeah, that's batting. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I let her bat because that's the most fun thing to do, and I just uh, I give it. I've got like a, a soft ball for her and a set of wickets, little plastic ones, and uh, just you know get work on her technique while she's still young. <laughs> you give her like the inside pitches. That's one thing you know. You, you never want to like turn away from those. You got to go into them. So you try to teach them at a little age, you know young age though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, cricket's different because you pitch the ball off the off the off the ground before it gets to the mm-hmm. batsman. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I still don't want to get. I wouldn't want to get hit by one of those fucking things, you know. Whether it's dude, they're they bowl over ninety mile an hour, and they're fucking rock hard. God damn. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I don't bowl over ninety mile an hour because I can't. And even if I could, I wouldn't do it at my six year old daughter, even with a softball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good father. <laughs> to set the stage, though, so this took place uh, again, like Quit I said. Blubbering, in- kid. <laughs> <laughs> It took uh, this take took place in 1919, um, which is uh, only one year after the end of World War One. Yeah. Um, and and because of that, the whole country was in you know economic hard times, and because of that, a lot of the baseball play you know luxury became less of a uh, you know a thing that people would spend on, and uh, a lot of the players were dissatisfied um, at the way they were paid. Um, yeah, uh, they had some insane sort of restraint of trade practices, didn't they? Where if you if you couldn't yeah. go from one team to another without permission of the team owner, which it was kind of like well, indentured servitude. Yeah, back then I know the big deal was like uh, Babe Ruth was sold to the Yankees from the Red Sox. Uh, yeah. I remember like the Red Sox. I know won the 1918 World Series, so the yeah. World Series before this Shoeless Joe uh, and the White Black Sox. Sorry, Black Sox uh, scandal was the last time the Red Sox had won the World Series right. before 2004. Uh, it was one of the, the I think it was the longest running drought in all of sports history. Uh, so, what's, your, what's your feelings uh, about the, um, we're sort of going, uh, deviating off onto Boston stuff here, but like the, 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 all the Boston, uh, at least the football and the, and the baseball teams both had these incredibly long droughts that both finished about so, you know, within a few years of each other, and then they've become kind of all conquering almost. Well, since to then. Actually, Why is that? To bring it back to where we were starting here, yeah. uh, to be nice about it, is that like they're saying that there were curses that were placed yeah. on the team that go back to 1918. Because uh, uh, I, Babe Ruth was traded, supposedly. Like, right. I think the, the, the story that I've been told, and I think it's wrong, but we're going to just go with it for the show, uh, is that the owner of the Red Sox, his wife was into like Broadway musicals. And he needed money to purchase a play at the time. Uh, I know it was called No No Nanette. Uh, I don't know why that's stuck in my head, but that's a real fact. Yeah, I think he, leave he had it to women time to ruin everything. Yeah, well, he'd invented time travel and he'd seen Netflix's comedy out oh, in the, 2019. <laughs> yeah, I did say No No Nanette. It's yeah. No Net, I think. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so the play. There's a Freudian slip on your part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the play failed, and um, the financial repercussions were so harsh that the owner took his piano. 
uh, I think his name was Harry Frazee at the time. He took his piano, his wife's piano, and threw it into the, the lake at the house where they lived. And they, people believed that was part of the curse. So back in like 2003 or so, someone went and got that fucking piano out of the lake. Yeah. And like some people have said that reversed the curse. But I, I, go, I, I can't do it. I go and get that fucking piano out of the lake. <laughs> That's the worst. It, leave the fucking boss Boston accents to me, you fucking retard. <laughs> that was a Boston accent. Oh god. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a, like a lame. So it's like excuses. It's just excuses. There's no yeah, such thing. Yeah. As I don't say there's no such thing as a fucking curse. How about the fact that they just didn't have the momentum? And also at the time that the last few four years before uh, the before the uh, Red Sox had won the World Series for the first time since 1918. The Yankees were like an all-dominating force for like right. they so always long. Had, they always had the Yankees as their main opponent who have throughout time had very, very strong uh, like long runs. Uh, they, uh, yeah, and then also they had been there. They lost to Bobo's Mets in the 86, 1986 World Series like in a bit of a fluke play where Bill Buckner had a ground yeah. ball that skipped between his legs. Now, like, everybody said that that thing mysteriously skipped through his legs. If you go back on it, Buckner shouldn't have been playing defense uh, in the ninth inning like that. His legs and uh, ankles and knees were hobbled. Yeah. So uh, they should have made, like, a defensive replacement, but they didn't think it through. Yeah, that's and like that's half of the game of baseball is changing the fucking players out. And then also, like, they were, they had a run with – they had Carl Yastrzemski, who was a, a great Polak. Uh, I'm part Polish, so I could say that. Great Polak player for the Red Sox. They ended up running into um, the big red machine, you know, the, the Reds with um, with Pete Rose, right. my, arguably the greatest player of all time, uh, you know, who's out of the Hall of Fame due to cheating. Yep. <laughs> bring it all around. Bring it all around. <laughs> you know, and then, but yeah, like they had, then they had like another one is that they had Ted Williams was the, the splendid splinter, arguably the greatest hitter of all time, was like notoriously hated by like the press and the rest of the league. So he didn't do himself any favors or the team any favors. And again, and they were also one of the last baseball teams to integrate and bring a black player yep, on your team. And true. we know, all know how great athletes black guys are. You know what I mean? So okay. when you're not accepting that, then you're not going to fucking win the World Series. You know, it's just... Well, well, well that? That's a rant. Yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I thought I could hear something else. But uh, yeah, um... Where, where the fuck are yeah, we now? Oh, Bobo, yeah, sorry, are watching, sorry. Bobo, are you watching TV, Bobo? No, that, that's just the radio in the background. All right, you might want to turn that. You might want to turn that back off if you can. Bobo got bored of my story and turned the radio on. <laughs> that's because you talk shit on the Mets, dude. Yeah. On the radio, I was paying attention to what you were saying. It's all good, buddy. I'm yeah, fucking. I know. We're just busting balls, bubs. Uh, anyway, so um, particular um, the, the the key players in this game were. Um, uh, it's Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless like Joe said, Jackson, there. of course. He's the guy who maintained his innocence. By the way, um, yeah. You get Lefty Weaver, um, who is one of the two. Um, Two pitchers who were instrumental in the um, in in the fix, and isn't that great? Like how rare being a left-handed pitcher is in the game that of baseball. Got a nickname, if, yeah. you, if you throw left hand, you're just called lefty because there's so few of you, you know. But right. there have been several lefties in in the uh, history. Uh, just, how did his parents know he was gonna? He was left-handed when they named him. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was good. Um, also, uh, the other pitcher's name was Eddie Seacott, and uh, he uh, had a particularly um, – he was, like, the one of the star players of the team, and he was, like, instrumental in the um, – in them winning the 1917 World Series, uh, World, yeah, World Series, and uh, I almost said Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? And uh, he had been promised by uh, the owner, whose name is uh, Ed Charles Kaminsky, that he would uh, get a bonus of like several thousand dollars if he helped them win the uh, World Series in 1917. And he just went back on it. He didn't do it. And because oh. he had because of that that restrictive uh, rule about the switching teams, um, he ended up have, have just being forced to stay if he wanted to continue his career. Yeah. So every everybody in the team hated this Tominsky guy. Yeah. Come on. They, they were they, like. They they went on to name the park out in Chicago Kaminsky Park. That was right. where the White Sox played. Uh, well, Bobo, actually, you can confirm that, right? I, I, that was where well, the no, the, dude, the thing is, right? The old the old one in the new stadium for a while was the current stadium that they play in was was, was old, called Kaminsky. It was called Kaminsky Park at the time because he built it. And they and when the new stadium huh. was, got replaced, they'd still use the same name Kaminsky, but. They recently, a couple of years ago, sold the naming rights to that stadium. Got it. Right. So now it's called the uh, Chick Fil A Field. The, yeah. the, the Blue Chew, uh, Blue Chew Motor <laughs> The Goldman Sachs Field. They, the the naming rights to that stadium has changed so much. It I've lost track. Yeah. Well, my yeah. favorite thing that ever happened with the with the White Sox was when they had an incident where uh, a father and son meth head team ran out on the field and attacked the first base nice. coach. Do you, guys, do you guys remember that at all? Anybody? That sounds amazing, but I've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. again, I kind of pulled that out of left field, but that was like one of my favorite stories. They said that the first base coach like gave him the finger, you know, and like <laughs> wow. they, the, the father and son ran out on the field and started attacking him. And I'll tell you, you got to watch the clip. Uh, pull it up later. The base, the team for the the manager that gets beat up came out and beat the fucking piss out of these That's two funny. guys, like stomping them in the face with the cleats. It's one of the best beatings I've seen in a long time. Awesome. I, I do like sporting violence. It's, it's a great, it's a great spectacle, isn't it? Did you guys see we had a, a fucking legit fight between the Oakland Athletics and the uh, Houston Astros this weekend? During COVID times, yeah, so wasn't it guys... also because because the Houston Astros like cheated and won the oh, World Series? Egg fucking cheating! It's because it's due to the fact that the Astros have a target on their back right now, and kind of uh, rightfully so. Yeah. The, uh, athletics is a is a great sort of euphemism, isn't it? For you know, you know what's <laughs> for, for <laughs> oh geez, oh geez! Two cops are sitting in a squad car, and they go, "Oh geez, Carl's a couple of athletics coming down this way. What are they doing?" This <laughs> oh, <game>? oh, I <laughs> got you. The history athletics podcast. Yeah, we got, yeah. we, we got, we're very heavily influenced by Kevin Brennan, and that's why I, I, I love, I really admire his use of of the word "you know what," because oh, the, like, the N word, yeah, the N word. <laughs> no, but the way he, that he says "you know what," because then it puts the if you're saying something bad, it's only because you thought of it yourself. You know what I mean? It's to put the uh, blame on the listener. So uh, you can say whatever you want as long as you only say you know what. Yeah, Kevin Brennan is a linguistic genius. He's a, yeah, he's he a modern-day <laughs> Noam Chomsky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so this guy, Charles Comiskey, was kind of a fucking asshole, and he was like a real tightwad, um, although not Jewish, surprisingly. Um, but uh, what's it called? Uh, he ma- actually made all the players, he docked their pay to clean their fucking uniforms. Ooh. Wow. What a fucking cheap wad, dude. Um, so is it, is that a Polish name or is it a you-know-what name? S-K-E-Y. Oh, my. Let's find out. Let's go. Early life. That's the best way I to figure guess. it out. Yeah, I think often that the S-K-Y uh, is Jewish. Is Jewish, yeah. yeah. One sec, though. Hang on. Well, Early you life. Know, with Doc, you pay to clean your uniforms. There's your no, first. he went to Catholic <laughs> school. Uh, All right. So, question though, was that oh, docking? What what season was that? Was that the nineteen seventeen season you're still talking about? We docked it or? up until this incident. Actually, no. Uh, I I think the the season of nineteen nineteen. They were the reason uh-huh. why they were debating doing, or the reason why they decided to do the the conspiracy was they were like, "Fuck this asshole! Fuck this guy! We're not getting paid enough. Yeah. We just came back for." Yeah, let's let's fucking talk to Arnold Rothstein in New York and see if we can fucking throw throw some World Series games. So the key it. the key player in this is Chick Gandil, and he uh, he was uh, known to gamble, I suppose. Um, and he uh, was an associate of um, what's the guy's name? Um, it's okay. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a big bong rip. You know what? Now I don't have to cut a fucking thing out. Stevie Lou can do, don't worry. Guys linked to Al Capone, if I'm correct. Oh, it was actually Arnold Rothstein. Who was a contemporary? Who was a contemporary of Alcohol? Oh, absolutely. So. In fact, uh, Lucky Luciano was one of his direct protégés. Yeah, I think um, this this Rothstein guy was a real piece of work, huh? Yeah. Bobo, Bobo, are yeah. you in the Bobo? Are you in the mafia? No, I'm not. Good answer. But, Good answer. But sometimes, but sometimes I got some friends that do remind me of some mobsters. Right. So, so I, like they, they kind of have the vibe that if they were, they fit in. Yeah, I get you. So, but the mafia doesn't exist, does it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right, Bobs. You don't have to say a word of, to us, dude. Omerta. <laughs> I mean, listen, he, he is from a very certain part of Queens where uh, yeah. a lot da, da, of da, guys da, 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 da. You know, went to try to like get away from you know. Brooklyn, uh, yeah. you know, parts it was too of hot. You understand? Hey, forget about it. <laughs> as, a, as a matter of fact, one of one one of the bars in my area, when it was under a different ownership than the current ownership of this bar, it was one of the places that Gotti frequented. Right. Yeah. Okay. As Makes a sense, matter man. of fact, a funeral home right in my area actually was the very funeral home where John Gotti's wake happened. I actually caught a glimpse of the casket being, being that's, brought first. That's pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, I, actually, yeah. I caught a glimpse of John Gotti's casket when it happened. So it's like living in a movie sometimes, living in Queens. Dude, tell you me guys, about it. Two black guys, guys got know, shot in my town a couple weeks ago. Right. You guys know... <laughs> 
you guys are familiar with, uh, well, I mean, okay, let's bring this up now. Fucking Chris Stefano of the uh, History Hyenas podcast. I'm familiar <laughs> with him. Uh, um, what should we call it? He's from that area, and I think he has a story that he tells on air. I'm a big fan of those guys, uh, Giannis and Chris. So you're not talking out of school then? No, 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 no. They, they've said it on their podcast that he says that he used to go to, like, the, um, what's the the San Gennaro Festival? It's like a oh, big yeah. Italian festival every year and uh in Ridgewood, i think it's in the sopranos if i'm not mistaken that is that's correct there is that big episode uh but is that, know, is that the one where nick DePower plays a cop no no that's the columbus day one it's it's right, the right. one it's the one where um where uh polly walnuts finds out he's he's his mother is actually his aunt right right which is a fucking tremendous uh, it really episode. is a good episode chris, chris stephanos tells, tells a story about how he um he he has seen John Gotti in, live in person at one of those festivals Damn. back when he was a kid, and the guy would just be giving out ice cream or like money just to everyone, you know. Yeah. It was like one of those sort of situations. So I've always loved that story from Chris. Well, speaking of the Sopranos, I remember in the like near the end of the Sopranos, Doctor Melfi, when Doctor Melfi tells him that she, he can't, she can't be his therapist anymore. Um, she mentions that like sociop- sociopaths like often are like nice to kids, and then they go, oh, "See, I'm not a piece of shit." I fucking, I'm nice <laughs> to kids, dude. <laughs> well, it's uh, they have a, a they they don't want the entire community turning against them, do they? Because they've got this sort of nefarious activity going on. They want to keep people sweet. Yeah, it's like the your El Chapo people do that as well. In fact, I was just thinking about El Chapo today, talking about gangsters. Yeah. Well, they I don't, I don't know if it's some kind of lamestream liberal media cover up or whatever, but they never tell you what the L stands for, do they? I mean, what's his, is he Lionel oh, Chapo or? Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> hey. But I, I did a bit of looking into it. His, his mum's called Doreen Chapo and his dad's Ken Chapo. Uh, what the fuck is going he's, on? He's got a, his, 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 his t- he's got two brothers called Graham and Derek, and his sister's called Sharon. So I think it's <laughs> unlikely that he'd be called Lionel. I, I reckon he's called uh, Len Len Chapo, uh, and and uh, Len's a cunt's name. So I've got. Oh. I think that's why they're covering it up. Jesus Christ! I believe him. William's full, believe- full of these. You know, just don't ask him about wooden spoons, dude. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you know, uh, El Chapo actually fucking uh, him, him and Epstein got along in prison. Wait, what? Oh, wait, is that real? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, wait, no, no, no! no. I, I'm mistaken, hey, actually. Oh yeah, they they hey, made man, you could get me. You like that? For, I like that fourteen-year-old pussy, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got hey, kid pussy, toddler some, pussy. <laughs> let's go get some cocaine. We get some tacos. We get some fourteen-year-olds, man. What do you say? We get out of this place, Holmes. I got a guy. Come on. <laughs> in Mexico, fourteen years old, no foul, no foul, man. Yeah, you don't need your own island in Mexico. The pussy, right? Just Dude, you come over my house, right? you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I actually. Okay. I, I was, out of here. Sorry, last one. That was it. That was it. I was called into Pat Dixon's show in the character of Prince Andrew to, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, basically my but my, my defense was uh, so there's an awful lot of rot being spoken about me in the newspapers this week, and uh, I'd just like to say that uh, number one, I am a sailor. And, uh, <laughs> what do you expect? And number two. Uh, 16 is legal in the UK, and uh, I'm accused of fucking a 16-year-old in England, so what, what the fuck? Oh, that's brilliant, man. Shout out to Pat Dixon on yeah. Compound. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. our first guest. 
Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, I, I listened to that one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you know, we're, we're on, me and Bobo are always on uh, yeah. Eastside Dave show every Tuesday at 7.30 on Compound Radio, so part of that team. Love those guys over there. Me and Dave are, in, uh, are in internet correspondence of a few years here and off and on. It's not like we don't keep in touch, but um, we're, we're chums on the internet, and uh, yeah, yeah, I... Um, I, yeah, Dave, I'll have to get him on the show, actually. Dave loves his supporters, you know, so he's uh, he's a guy who will appreciate if you do shout him out and uh, tell him that you love what he's doing. He, he loves all the support. He love gets, Father you know? David. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's big. Bo- Bobo, is, is Dave, Dave, he's got like a, this. I don't think I've ever seen anybody with as much on on air energy as as um, as Dave McDonald. Uh-huh. Uh, what, so what? How, is he really like that all the time, or is it just for the show, Bobo? Oh, I, I, I feel like he's like that a lot of times. I, I remember some after parties, <laughs> right? And those after parties were like. So hold on, hold on. I don't want us to hold on, Bobo. Bobo, Bobo, yeah, yeah, Bobo, yeah. Bobo, slow down. Bobo. We don't want any tales told. All right. First of all, I want to say, can, can I step in here and say that he's talking about like six or seven years ago because dave does not go to any of the compound no, parties no, anymore yeah, yeah. i can yeah. say that for sure and i'm not i don't want to speak too much about his stuff but i do know that like uh, you know currently no dave when he's on and he's live on the air he's a different creature than anything yeah. else in the world you know what i mean so if yeah, he was able crazy. to stay like that all the time that would be uh, mind numbing yeah. you know he is a very intense person but it's really uh always has been a remarkable thing to be, you know, able to watch him work live while he's on the air. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like a tightrope. You're like juggling chainsaws on a tightrope act. Uh, but I, I will say this. It's like you could tell that, yeah, when he's on air, he, he brings everyone else up, uh, including the big boss man. I fucking, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen, whenever him and Anthony are ever oh, on yeah. the air together at the same time, it is like sparks flying and uh, and magic. So he, he does, uh, you know, cer- certain people do that for Anthony. Uh, same thing with Jim Norton, man. Whenever yeah. fucking yeah. Jim in the room with Anthony, he turns into like his brain just goes he back to that. Giddy, yeah. he, he's he's great with Pat Dixon as well, isn't he? That they go together really well yeah, too. I think because he trusts these guys that he knows he can go anywhere with what he has right. to say, and yeah. they'll more or less like you know be able to bump off of it and yeah. pivot, you know. So, uh, I mean, like look at Dave Landau. Dave Landau is doing a terrific. I, I I'll be dead yeah. honest. I didn't really want to like Dave because I didn't really know Dave too well. But he's certainly won me over with what he's done on the show and in person. Dave's also a real, a real good guy. And then let me say, too, without getting out of school here, um, without naming any names, I know Dave is a guy who's been very supportive of other comedians in our New York City community and has gone, like, off the record. And, like, we'll never name any names about any of this. But, like, you yeah. know, you hear that he, he will be a good support and reach out for anybody in a city that knows him and, and is going through some shit. So I can yeah. say that for sure. I you will know. say this about Davey Mac. Um, uh, I, like I said, I've talked to him a bunch of times. He's never been anything but like the most humble and grateful that I'm, you know, grateful to talk to you kind of guy. Like every time I've talked to him, he's been like, Hey man, thank you so much for listening and blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of like, he's really, really humble and down to earth. And like, he always, like, like if I have something I want to say to Dave, he ends up responding to me. If, even if it's a day or two later, like he'll get get to it. He's just that kind of guy. Hey, hey Bobo, Bobo, I didn't mean to cut you off, dude. We all know Dave, you know, has been the kind of crazy guy in the yeah. past. And, uh, you should see right? some of the shit I've done in the past, dude. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not too I, I, 
Dave is energetic and a class act. I can tell you that. There we go. Yeah. I, I think my favorite segment of the show is definitely uh, Bobo and Little Dave segment. That's oh, just yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> little, yeah, Little Davey. Uh, little Davey's. Yeah. Well, little Davey's been around a long time, too. I believe me, that, that, that puppet has shown up in my dreams. Yeah, <laughs> or nightmares, it, I, I would say, probably more accurately. Oh, and it's weird seeing that puppet in my dreams without without David. Yeah. I, I think it's a testament it's a testament to your moral fortitude, Bobo, that you that it that the abuse you get from that puppet hasn't turned you into a modern day Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind well, of what happened to him. That he hasn't burned down a Chuck E. Cheese yet. <laughs> and I, I could speak to that one as well. Uh, Bobo is one of the best best sports in the game. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, pe- I, I get really kind of like ticked off when I see people taking shots online at Bobo and trying to like goad him and stuff like that. Yeah, no, no. Dirt. Don't don't listen to those fucking people, Bobo. You're a fucking I, I true Bobo. Blue. The best thing is just to mute them at this point. Just mute them, you know, because yeah. they're not they're not going to help you know his sanity at all. And they're just trying to get under his skin and they're jealous and they're fucking weird. Uh, so, you know, Bobo is one of the best fucking sports and he's part of some of the greatest bits in fucking radio history. Well, and he'll this continue is... to be part of these radio history. He's been, been on fucking chip all the time recently. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. he's part of the up and down game, which is one of the greatest clips I've ever fucking seen in my life. I remember listening to that live. I've yeah. actually on the air numerous times with the great, the, the late great Patrice O'Neill. Uh, shout out. man was a class actor person. Yeah, I mean, he was what got me into East Coast comedy. You know, I've because like to for there are quite a few English people into into uh, the ONA universe, but it's it's real quick. I noticed that William. Do you know what that's about? Why that might be? It's it's super true. So Neil, I think. I mean, it's not like you'd ever meet anybody who's ever heard of ONA in real life, but there are there are a lot of British in in real life here. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of. So you British think it was just like the the fact that those Patrice O'Neill on air clips got out to the right little group yeah, well, of what it, what it what it is is that comedy here stinks. There's nothing funny, <laughs> and, and, and so you start listening to podcasts. And I I I got into I started listening to Bill Burr's podcast, and he was right. always going on about Patrice O'Neill and O and A. So I, I started watching that, and I thought, oh, but the, all these. Then I realized, well, compared to this universe. That the East Coast shit I'm listening to is absolute, absolutely appalling. So like yeah. I, I just became a total, uh, total New York comedy guy, really. And, and except for maybe Ricky Gervais, I could say he's one yeah. of the few UK comics that belongs on that. I don't same think William likes song. him. No, oh, I, I like him more nowadays. He's, he's, well, I won't well, go into you, it. What do you I, think I, about like? What do you think I about like he does? The Oscar, like when he did the Oscars, is that is that? I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that was I like pretty that. good. Yeah. He, he yeah. went after them. Yeah, I like that. So he, that's I, probably where he's winning you back. But I can see again, we only know of him as like the Americanized version yeah. of him. So we don't. I see mean, him the, the thing is, that. he made he made it in Britain, and you can't do that without being a sanctimonious mm. ass kissing prick, which he did that for a long time, and then and I think now he's become Hollywood and he's got fuck you money. He's a lot. He's a lot more likable, you know. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, I like him now. He just says whatever he wants. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I would it, also venture to say that you kind of have, like, he's kind of, like, viewed as, like, kind of an upper-class type guy over there. Yeah, sort of. He, I don't know. He sort of... I, I don't... I, 
I like him now, so I'm not. I'm not even going to waste any time yeah, saying why enough. I didn't used to like him. So you know, it's uh, is it, it, I, I think he's great, uh, and, and there are some great British comedians. But it's uh, what I'm really talking about is the scene right. of, of like the things people find funny. I mean, I think there's a certain sort of lame kind of family-friendly type of comedy where there are a couple of good exponents of that. It's not my cup of tea, but that um, what's it called? Michael McIntyre is pretty fun. He's, he's good at what he does. I don't know. He's him. a, he's a funny him. guy. G- Jimmy that- Carr is funny, I'm- but he, he again kind of treads the line of being a you know establishment cocksucker. Sorry to interrupt you. I uh, got to ask these guys. Um, I earlier in the before you guys called into the show, me and William were talking, and I he didn't know the expression. You guys know what the expression "kitty cornered" is, right? I do, Bobo. I've I've never I've heard that one before. I never knew what that one meant. Uh, it's like when you stick like like a bookshelf or a television in the corner of a room instead of making it flush against the wall. So Michael Jackson can hide behind it. Right. Boom. That's why it's called the kitty corner. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Points on the board. No, but William never heard that before, and I was like, so should they? it? Part of this show is us uh, like culturally becoming. Uh, learning about each other's cultures, which I, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, the first time we ever guys, actually spoke to each other was we recorded it. Your, Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm jumping sorry. on you there. The, yeah, I was just delay, saying, the, the, Skype the, first, the first time we ever spoke to each other, not in text message format, we, we recorded it, and it's the pilot episode of our podcast. There you go. I mean, yeah. listen, you guys are experimenting with ditching different nationalities. You know, maybe you'll experiment yeah. with exper- different sexualities. I, was, I literally you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I had that joke for the past 30 seconds. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, on the, on the, trying to get it out. <laughs> on the last episode, we were discussing uh, the question, is it gay to eat spicy food? Oh, we're going into this little fucking... Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. Fine, let's do this. <laughs> is it gay to eat spicy food? Because the kind of when you shit it out, it gives you this kind of uh, pleasurable pain, which is the pain <laughs> of something in your asshole. Uh, I mean, I never thought of it that way, but now that you bring it up, yeah, eating spicy food is gay as fuck. You know what are we gonna do? Uh, I, I mean, contend. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, it's okay. I think it's okay if you put hot sauce on everything, but you have to say no homo before you go to the toilet. <laughs> well, I mean, like, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever like eaten some wings and then gone and taken a leak and not have washed your hands? Have you ever gotten hot sauce? Dude, on try your this. Dick? Try this. I yeah. one time I, I made I was making nachos with fresh jalapenos on it, and then later that night I went down on my girlfriend at the time. And she, well, let's just say I didn't, we didn't fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, what, did she just run right to the shower? I, I think we poured milk on it, like, because that's what they say, Whoa. like, you should fucking. <laughs> that's such a boomer thing to do to him. I don't fucking know. I was, like, 17 years old, dude. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, I grew up in the 80s when when pouring milk on a vagina would have been thought of as really sexy. Like, you know, Kim Bassinger would have done it in a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah with the they, big beans and Tommy. Ugh. But then they have those big, hairy 80s bushes. Oh, I love milk. it. Yeah, Just do it, give me more. gets in there, it curdles, turns into cottage cheese. <laughs> it gets, this, is a, this is a little cultural exchange. You know the, the, what you call the dick hole? We call that the Jap's eye. Ah, uh, so you get really? you, 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 I, I've fucked many a hairy bush because I, I started my career in '86, 
uh, and uh, they were all hairy then. And, and uh, I, I've had many, uh, like the, the part in the pubes on the labia, if you didn't get it just right, you could quite easily kind of get like a cheese wire in your japs eye. Do you ever, you ever like just, you feel a random dick like pain and you're like, what the fuck? And then you go to take a piss and then you pull your dick out and there's like a hair inside your dick hole. Oh. Dude, it's happened before. And one time it was like one of my chick's hairs and it was like a long one. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Like Larry David got uh, pubic hair stuck in the back of his throat. You somehow get pubic hair stuck in the back of your dick. That's yeah. fucking impressive. That's how long my dick is. Oh, God. It reaches my bitch's hair. Clip that one for history, homos. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's get back to the story. I love talking about dicks and ha- hairs and dicks, but uh, let's. Yeah, I'll- one last one. William lost his virginity the last year that the Mets won the World Series. So that's fucking Ooh, pretty, pretty crazy. Ooh, yeah. Look at this. Bringing it all home. We're, we're making history. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be really funny if you nutted right at the moment that the ball went through Bill Buckner's Buckner. legs. Whoa. That was like the butterfly effect shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the, the first girl that I, that I ever uh, had it off with, that's another English term. Yeah. Uh, she. Uh, so I was sixteen. She was sixteen, and uh, she she used to, um, you know, uh, suck suck me off in such. A, I don't know if it was the way she did it or if it was just that I was really young or or what the hell it was, but like she used to actually suck all the jizz out of my balls oh. <laughs> before I'd actually finished. And just like, and I've I've never. I've never met anyone who can suck it that hard since. You sure she that? wasn't sucking like blood, like your soul out of you or something? Yeah, I, I, could, I could feel it being sucked out of my balls. It was incredible. I've never, that's, I've never had like that a, sensation again. Sounds like a ghost story. Were you fucking yeah. some sort of ghost? <laughs> are she you, was, she are was you a Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a monster. For, oh, all right. right. The Dan Aykroyd uh, ghost blowjob. That's a famous scene. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was a movie I saw when it first came out. He busted in a ghost, dude. <laughs> yeah, Bobo, yeah. Bobo, would you fuck a ghost if you had an opportunity? I, I would, I would. All right, Bobo's down with I, ghost I, fucking. I attract, attract a broad. She happens to be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the main thing is I I I'd fuck a ghost, but don't give her your phone number. Oh, there we go. Because she's not gonna call you back. Yeah. Uh, what well, the good thing though well, is she, she, uh, she's she an she'll end up haunting you. <laughs> oh my god. The, the good oh. thing though is you wouldn't even have to. You would. She wouldn't even have to be a good looking broad, Bo, because uh, she's invisible. <laughs> you saw the scene in fucking Ghostbusters. She didn't look like anything to me. Yeah. Well, that, that was a. a but yeah, that's true. But then all of a sudden, I probably remember something about the about her voice. And then, for all you know, I could end up encountering someone who knew that ghost in life. Yeah. Then someone will show all of a sudden show me a picture. Yeah. Ghost you fooled around with, and then I'd be like, "Whoa!" There we go. Yeah. Well, let's kill. Well, what if that ghost was their mom? Then, then you'd be little Dave. And, and, ah. and that person would be you. You'd be going, oh, man, I'm, I just I'm thought sorry. of a really, thought, really terrible yeah, joke. Okay, I'm not going to say. Fucks your mum's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe would be on the other foot there, Bobo. 
<laughs> fuck, fuck Ghostbusters. They got to make that movie right there. That's what I'm saying. Ghost? No, it'd still be called Ghostbusters, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, what are you yeah. saying, Bo? Everything has a porn parody. I'm sure it does. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm sure they will have made that already. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So anyway, um, what's it called? Uh, so what happened was uh, at the at the time of the actual game, the game day the game came, and um, the starting pitcher who was um, who was uh, what's his name Seacott um, struck the player, uh, the Cincinnati Red player who was. Um, who was uh, first at bat, and that was the signal to the other players that the fix was in. Right, he was hit by a pitch. That's uh, not so often the case, especially for the first batter of a World Series. That's right. pretty round. I think that, that never has happened again. I think I'd that's say, why people probably. were were rumored. There was the rumors were swirling around because of it, because it was very odd. So odd, yeah, I think yeah. The, there were rumors before, weren't there? But I think the the, yeah. the people who were covering the game went, "Hang on a minute." Maybe there's something to these rumors. You know, I actually, I would love to get a stat. Uh, maybe Bobo knows this. Like, how many first pitch hit by batter have ever occurred in the history of baseball up until now? And I bet you there's like fucking five or ten. It, it yeah, maybe be. seven. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, so anyway, oh, it was Eddie Seacott. Anyway, so um, the first two games, um, they were pitched by Seacott and Williams, with Lefty Williams respectively, and they seemed to be um, they seemed to be underperforming, considering that they were the best team in the entire league and they were heavily favored um, in the odds against the Reds. And um, also, um, Shoeless Joe Jackson also underperformed, even though he was possibly at the time the best player in the league. Um, and also, I think at one point, like in my lifetime, he was still the number three highest batting average player of all time. Yeah, I mean, he was playing. He was playing against Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb in that era. So, right. I mean, he's. He, I guess he belongs in that conversation. But to give him the top uh, rank out of those two is, I think, Fair that's enough. a tough. Stretch. Think you're of, right. He, he was an incredible baller. Th- think of how uh, he could have monetized his lack of footwear. In <laughs> you know, he, he could have changed his name to Nike Joe Jackson, and, and uh, started wearing shoes. No, then they like, would really be Air jo- Air Jacksons because it's Air. Yeah. <laughs> right. Was he Native American or something like that? Running around. I think he was just a poor time? Southern guy. Right. Well, he um he actually was illiterate, which is uh, kind of comes into play when we talk about the grand jury, um, but uh, uh, regardless, he did he did play uh, p- pretty shitty uh, for the first two games, and uh, on the third game, uh, I, I believe um, they won, and uh, it, it, but it's worth mentioning that one of the pitchers who was on the team that was not part of the the uh, conspiracy was the pitcher right. for that game. So it's, it was very obvious. He, he wasn't having that shit. No, I don't think he even <laughs> knew about it, in fact. Yeah, there was, a, there was a group that didn't know about it. but uh, And they were desperately they were, they were afraid like, of, him fi- of them finding out, too. Yeah, from what I've read, there were like two factions in the team. They both hated the owner, but they also hated each other. And mm. it was one of the factions that put the fix in, and the other faction were kind of uh, straight laced. They would never approach because they were, you know, they thought, well, they're not, they're not going to be in on it. And uh, and then there were non-aligned players as well who were, didn't know about it either. 
But I get, you know, I, I mean, if you're playing on the team and this shit's going on, you're going to kind of know about it, aren't you? Right. And I, I, would, I would get along with it, too, because if you can imagine, this is 1918, so they were like, yeah, see? We're going to yeah. throw the game here, yeah? yeah what do you probably. think? Yeah. Oh, wow, I got a gangster friend over here in New York. He's coming from Chicago. We're gonna One of them's jaw like, just falls off from jaw, from jaw <laughs> cancer <laughs> while he's talking. So, yeah, pass me another uh, unfiltered palm all. <laughs> That many people made were that players weren't making that much money at the time. Not yeah, at this is a good point, yeah. Bobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people got to remember these these days. Some people say at the for all these players that that are being complaining about not being paid enough. You look at what the players made back then. It yeah. was yeah. a lot. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. Um, Absolutely, and 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 it's like it was massive, wasn't it? You know, like. Just because people, there's still a lot of money in that in 1918 for the people promoting the game. You know, oh, yeah. It's in like, fact, the 1918 World Series was the most uh, profitable World Series of all time, I think. No shit. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's like, it, well, it's sort of comparable to inflation, it, inflation related, I'm guessing. If obviously, like, yeah. 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 Because yeah. <laughs> imagine if it wasn't on fucking. I know, yeah. It was like trillions of dollars. The fact that that at that time, baseball players had other jobs they did during the yeah. winter. Right. Yeah. They, they yeah. Did yeah. Normal jobs, so you could find, let's say, you could find one guy during the season. He's like a star baseball player, and he's like winning awards up the wazoo. And then uh, in the winter. He's working at your local UPS warehouse. He's taking dicks up the wazoo, you know, <laughs> in, in a bus out. Uh, fucking. It, it, it was like that in it was like that in uh, in English cricket right up until the nineties when they brought in central contacts for international players. That they you'd have an international cricket star who in winter worked as a car salesman and uh, 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 that was part of his sponsorship. And then he'd be driving around in a in a car with you know uh, JCT six hundred Ford dealership written all over it sponsors so-and-so cricket player it was like it was fucking crazy and like that does obviously leave shit open for you gotta you gotta compensate these guys so that they they've got a lot to lose haven't you? right well it wasn't the 90s for baseball but baseball players were not paid well like long until i think i want to say the 80s or so yeah. you know i think baseball was right. just ahead of where, where you're at because like yeah. you know not that these guys had to keep second jobs, but they had to have side hustles going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had to yeah. make appearances, do fucking summer camps. These uh, fantasy leagues were a big, big money. You know, like where, where you go have a fantasy camp, you go down to Florida and you play with like you know guys that are either retired or aging and shit like that. So yeah, but yeah, you're right. I think that the, the the real main take from this is that these guys were most likely you know kind of influenced by the the shitty. Treatment oh, and the yeah. underpayment, you know, yeah, they kind of forced them a little bit. They're not saying that you should do something immoral because you're not having the greatest time financially, but you know, it's like that—that's right. what could lead. But to this that. Is, basically, there, it's not a position of greed. It's a position in a not—you know—you've got your—you can lose your career because of it, but your career isn't really worth that much to you at some point. It wasn't because, greed. It wasn't yeah. greed. It was need. It yeah. Was, it wasn't greed. It was need. Just like looting, they needed—they needed a loaf of bread to feed their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had these owners. Raisin bread. Donate! <laughs> they were literally making tons of money off these players. Yeah. 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 They yeah. started marketing them and everything. 
Those shifty, yeah, so- big-nosed team owners. <laughs> it's how it's how monopolies work, though, isn't it? They kind of uh, if if you've got a monopolistic situation where there's one there's, there's one group of people who control the whole occupation that you want to work in. Media, so, yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, one, if, if you pass go, you get the the two hundred dollars. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Sorry, now no, oh, you don't want to go to jail uh, though. Either way, you can take a community <laughs> chance card, man. <laughs> Um, anyway, so uh, they, so by game five, they hadn't received all the money. The only person who had received money was Seacott, um, C- uh, and because he was the one that they really needed to make sure that they could be able to pull the, the whole scam off. So he demanded, it in order for him to stay silent about it, that he'd get his money ahead of time. And uh, so he got $10,000, which is quite a bit of money cons- uh, considering inflation now. And... Um, uh, at, at after that game six and seven, they won um, in order to you know put the squeeze on uh, the money men. Um, and uh, after that, they were threatened with violence, uh, supposedly. Because um, how many first how many fucking games did they have in the World Series back then? It nine. wasn't a seven game series. Yeah, thank you. Because I'm like game. So after game seven, yeah, what? yeah, go yeah. on. <laughs> uh, William, games go to seven games only now yeah, yeah. Uh, in the modern era. So. So it was best of nine back then, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so they they were threatened, and then finally, uh, they get they lost the last game, uh, game eight, and uh, and that that gave the win to the Cincinnati Reds. And one thing, um, one thing that I I heard in an interview, I think William listened to the same interview, was that it the whole story surrounding this and putting the whole thing to the conspiracy kind of robs the Cincinnati Reds of playing a good game. Right. Yeah. Well, this is the real. This is the the real. I mean, I get like your Noam Chomsky argument that sport doesn't really matter. It's just a distraction. <laughs> but it's a great pleasure, and it, it does matter because it, it it's it's something to be interested in, then passionate about that doesn't matter. You know that, and that's why it matters. Yeah. And and like uh, the the playing playing to win just for the benefit of winning. I mean, most people who play sport, they're not doing it for any kind of advantage, just them to be able to say they won. Yeah, to be they the won. best. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I did motorcycle racing for like ten years and won a load of races and and three or four championships. And I never got fucking, I never made a cent out of it. But I've got a big trophy <laughs> cabinet full of shit. It's memories, man. It's it's what it's all about. And if you if you thought somebody had let you win, that would be that would be right. worse than being beat. William sure. pulled up on his motorcycle and he said, "I'll talk to this humongous. It sounds like a reasonable man." <laughs> <laughs> no, we call that like America. We go no cheap outs. You know, yeah. when we're playing yeah. in the sandlot, if you like get if there's like a weird thing where it bangs off a rock and you go, nah, nah, that's not an out. We'll do that yeah. one because we don't. Fuck yeah, it. yeah. You know. Um. So anyway, they uh, the, a year went by and they had started the next season actually, and um, and uh, what's his name? The fucking the guy who looks like. By the way, the guy who was in charge of the entire. Um, the entire conspiracy Inquisition uh, or whatever Chick yeah. Gandil um, <laughs> He dude he looks You guys ever seen the movie Sin City Oh yeah Do you know oh, the yeah. yellow guy Oh yeah uh, yellow guy They look yeah, just he looks like Mark? literally like a fucking Exactly like him He he does I gotta pick, I'm pulling him up right now Wow yeah He's got <laughs> William some, you know what I'm talking about right yeah. Like early 1900 futuristics, you know, features just like fucking real. He looks like a fucking Halloween mask, dude. 
Yeah, he looks like a, it's like that real ethnic fucking face. Like a real bastard. And he's got fucking clearly has gin blossoms all over his nose. His fucking ears are sticking out from alcoholism. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah, I was say, uh, <laughs> talking about me and Will over here? Or? I, I, I shouldn't be talking about noses. Come on. <laughs> oh, hey, can I say really quick, you reminded me that that move where you demand the money before game seven or whatever out right. of... Uh, like, that was like the Ultimate Warrior pulled that same move uh, <laughs> when he was at WrestleMania with Vince McMahon. You guys ever hear about that story? I, I, don't, know I don't know that one, but it, right. it sounds so like a good one. The wrestling fans out there will get that reference. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so anyway, so a year went by. Um, Chick Gandil, uh left the league um, and was playing semi-pro ball. And uh, just for a quick buck, I guess. And um, and everyone was saying that um, that uh, Seacott was like had clearly withdrawn from the game and like kind of sucked this next year. Um, and uh, apparently there was like a, a rumor. So, they, so they, they the there was rumors all year after that, especially after that person getting hit like almost immediately. Yeah. Well, I, I, they convened a grand jury, didn't they? But it wasn't actually convened about this. It was convened about right. a, a lesser, a, a lesser league. No, um, it was. It was the they were playing the, against the Cleveland Indians for the uh, for the American League pennant. So it was yeah, like right, the, that's the, right, yeah, the yeah, conference and, championship and, basically. And the and the authorities said, "Well, look, why don't while we're doing this, why don't we look into this uh, right uh, Black Sox scandal?" And uh, they here. brought. Uh, go ahead. So really quick, one thing that I, that's, uh, I think we kind of uh, glossed over was that be, before the game started, the the Reds, uh, Black Sox, yeah. the Black Sox were heavily favored by Vegas before right. the uh, the gangsters got involved. So then they not only got in the Black Sox pocket, they also influenced the Vegas line. And yeah. Vegas then shifted the line towards the Reds so that people would start to bet heavily right. on the Reds. So it was like uh. Get a charge. I gotta go get a charging cable. Got it, Bobo. Yeah. Take your time, Which, dude. Yeah. But yeah, like you know, the guys on the field have a lot to do with it, but the real fucking scumbags there, and I, I'm not talking about the mafia like that in general, yeah. but like the no, gang. Especially, not, guys, especially right, not that Bobo. mafia. Oh, that's right. Bobo's gone, so we can talk about guys. Gone, yeah. Oh my god, he, he's definitely like a fucking hitman, or his, I don't yeah. know, his uncle is. What the fuck? We fucked up on that one. I know. Uh, we, we shouldn't have, have even brought this out. topic up around him. Oh fuck! Are you guys trying to get us all fucking whacked here? <laughs> fuck, man. All right, take a chance. You get in this business. You guys know about this now, man. You're in the business now. You know you might get fucking whacked. Fucking say the wrong. We're gonna thing. be given an offer we can't refuse. Um, to have Bobo hey. on every week. I, I, <laughs> The, the Italian uh, population of Great Britain predominantly li uh, live in Scotland because uh, that's where they're all kind of descended from prisoners of war uh, from oh, wow. the Second World War. Yeah, so all all the all, all the Italian prisoners from uh, the, the British. Yeah, took. like the Mussolini's guys. Yeah, they they got put they got put in camps in Scotland, and a, a, a very large proportion of them. Declined to go left. back to Italy after the war. They stayed home because they, they they were under pretty lax conditions. They were allowed to go. They were allowed to go out into town. It was figured they didn't want to go back to Italy or anything or escape yeah. anyway. So it wasn't fucking it, spaghetti and meatballs all day. So they're like, yeah, this fucking Scotland's not bad, you know. Yeah. They so started the, to learn to the, eat sheep guts. 
By the time they get, yeah, they start fucking sheep, right? They start fucking having their way. Hey, with sheep. forget about it. We're gonna be fucking. We're gonna be wearing a dress. They, they started rack fucking, them, rack them. They started. <laughs> they started tapping that sweet, sweet uh, Scottish pussy. Oh, I fucked <laughs> a bitch with red hair. <laughs> Was that you guys saying like Otto and George? Ah, oh, pussy. <laughs> this is like. There's an old reference for you. Oh, Luigi, linger, your linger penis longer, is right, so Bubba? small. <laughs> linger longer. Rest in peace, Otto. Yeah, yeah. I actually, it's really funny. I watched the set of his last night, man, and I was losing my fucking shit, bro. The way that that doll used to move yeah. along to what he and was saying. Man. I also, guy, the way I, that I, his mouth moved, that just sold the bit even better. It, <laughs> He was a great, he was a great oh, yeah. uh, guy, but like you could tell when he had a little bit of cocaine and a little bit of yeah. whiskey in him, he just like was just like, I don't give a fuck, I'm just gonna do it. You there's know? that there's that legendary story about him where he was doing some kind of uh, showcase thing for for show promoters, you know, one of those things right. where you perform in front yeah. of bookers. Oh, the worst, and, and the worst. where he just fucking uh, slagged himself off, as we say it in England, yeah. and called it called himself an asshole and a fucking drunken crackhead and useless and apparently it was like the greatest set of all time but i, I don't is it a, has, did anybody video that or is that that was just a, a story I, I mean no i've never seen that one so i don't think yeah. that i, I don't even just... not familiar with that story i thought you were going to talk about the time that some puerto rican guy stabbed the puppet in central park <laughs> yeah. i mean this is this is something i i, I talk about because like people you know, like comedians, especially you know, especially I guess comedians who haven't really made it or whatever, but have got pretensions of greatness, that will look down on guys like Carrot Top and ventriloquist acts and prop acts and shit like that. But they like, it's like improv. Yeah, everybody hates improv, but In Hot Water show is basically an improv show and yes, it's fucking and... brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And... So, it can be great, and so yes. just because a guy is a prop act or a or, a, or a, a puppet act doesn't mean they're necessarily shit. Yeah, there are a lot of shit prop acts and a lot of shit puppet yeah. acts out there, but they it can be the route to absolute greatness. And so you shouldn't dismiss shit out of hand like that just because of what it is. Um, oh, hang on, Stevie, we've lost your we've lost your audio. Oh, you you're oh, back. We got you're you back. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, Piff the Mad Dragon, like guys like that, that that yeah. doesn't belong to me, to be honest. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing his thing in Vegas and making yeah. his money. But the fact that he won the Tournament of Laughs on TBS, I don't know if you guys follow that shit. But, uh, that whole thing was rigged because they didn't let they let the viewers vote the whole tournament. And right. when it got to that final, the viewers didn't get to vote. Oh well, that's the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? So, and if you guys, I don't know if you guys are following that at all, but like, yeah, I'm really, vaguely familiar it, with it. It was. I'm us. following it only through the agency of Chip Chipperson. Yeah, Bobo's good friend Chip uh, yeah. was in the finals against Piff the Magic Dragon. Uh, you know what's really funny too is that like I, I'm a big uh, one of my biggest comedic comedic influences besides Ron Bennington, who was like my past hero and still is. Yeah. My current new guy is fucking Tim Dillon. Oh, yeah, he's pretty is, good. 
I, I, I spent $25 a month to follow the highest level of his Patreon. Dude, he follows me on Instagram. He's followed me on Instagram. Not, uh, this is a huge uh, name drop, by the way. But, it's, uh, I, but it was when he was nothing. I'm, so it's not that yeah. big of a fucking name drop. And that, that's also just, a testament. He came from fucking nothing. Yeah, this is a yeah. guy who ground from the fucking lowest rank of like Long Island open micer to now, you know, doing major, major shit regularly uh, in comedy. In like I, I 2013, love he made fun of me for using the hashtag, hashtag millennials who cook on Instagram. <laughs> you deserve that. Yeah, I did. You deserve I, that. Fucking faggot, okay, I so know. The reason why I bring him up is because it was him and him, Tim Dillon versus Chip in the semifinal. Right. That was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. You yeah, know? Tim's videos are very funny. Like, if you had to ask me who, if, like, you had Jim Norton and Tim Dill, this will never happen. But hypothetically, if they had them both in the room next to me and someone said, which one would you choose? Do you like better? I, I don't think I could comfortably decide that's, like, such a close decision because of how much I love Jim Norton all my life. And now this guy, Tim Dillon's come out of nowhere and basically, like, stole hey, well, that, Here's another interesting, is it gay question. Go ahead. If those guys fuck, would it be gay? Um, uh, yeah, well, I think yeah, technically, yeah. I mean, yeah. not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that, but what, what if, what if Tim Dillon put on a pair of fake women's breasts? I don't think and he needs to wear fit. fake breasts. Dude. No, but he's got, he's got <laughs> fat guys breasts, but if he could, if he made his breasts look like women's breasts, so that would be less gay. That would definitely, it would be definitely less. be a lesser degree of gay. Uh, uh. Yeah, I think that you start getting into like a more like so. I mean, again, I, I don't want to talk about other guys' businesses, but they've been yeah, vocal yeah. about it. With Jim Norton has I relations. I, I can't see they, Tim being the kind of guy who would who would get all waxed up and like lo, try I to mean, look girly. Like I feel like he Tim, just wants Tim you to. Likes, he just wants Tim you to hate fuck, fuck him and fuck the fuck the hate of his parents out of him. Yeah. Hey, yeah, he, he says he likes twenty-four-year-old lacrosse players. I think that's what yeah. he said too. So that does not describe Jim Norton, unfortunately. No, uh, I mean I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting this is something that might happen. It's, it's just like uh, one of the we, we have a, like a. Would in, you rather? Just, never say never, William. Yeah. Never say never. But I mean, I, I would let either one of them fuck me, just for the just for the story. You know, if either one of them would openly uh, offer a feature feature spot on one of their tours, I'd <laughs> spread my ass uh, yeah. and let them go at it. Every you know? night, baby. Anyway, there's, there's, always enough, Saturday. <laughs> there's always enough whiskey. There's never enough spots. I'll tell you that much. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's wrap this story up. Uh, so basically, they they get to a grand jury, and um, uh, Kaminsky uh, Kaminsky rather he he lies to the players and tells them that if they just talk. He will uh, give a grant of immunity. <laughs> oh, so stupid! I know. And so they sign. And as they sign it, as they sign the fucking paper that waives their immunity, they go, "Dude, don't worry. We're just pretending. It's it's not real." Like, yeah. yeah. This is, this is and you got to remember, too, Shoeless We're Joe couldn't read. He's signing the fucking things. <laughs> what, do these, what do these words say here? It says, uh, "I'm not really guilty. Just sign." Yeah. All right. Oh, is it, is it, it wasn't just shoeless, Joey. We're, we're going to give you a thousand pairs of shoes, and we're going to tell everybody you're not guilty. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let me. Can I interest you in a pair of laces? <laughs> Afterwards, he probably At wanted to like, hang himself with them. Yeah, if, if he'd have gone to jail. 
Did they go to jail? Did anybody? anybody no, nobody went to jail. We well, let's uh, let's good. fast forward a little bit to um to to the. Oh, let's mention also that the all that evidence that was taken in in the in the grand jury mysteriously disappeared. Most people uh, attribute it to Arnold Rothstein and the mafia. Well, the fact that they found the the all, all the missing stuff with Rothstein's lawyer, he found it. it oh, came right. In the end, and he was well known for this kind. Of, he was well known for jury tampering. This guy who was who was uh, who was Rothstein's lawyer, who was supporting these guys, which I've got to say, that's pretty decent of Rothstein to yeah. uh, to to pay for the defense of these guys, presumably, or at least organize it. But I guess he was trying to keep shit away from himself as well. Uh, so the guys were only charged with um, conspiracy with, to defraud Comiskey. Com- yeah. It comes. It was a conspiracy to cause harm to their employer, uh, and so they basically throwing a baseball match wasn't illegal. So they, they, it, whether was they a civil was a civil trial sort of thing, or they did have one later, but it wasn't about that. It, okay. They they basically just got summarily banned from playing baseball. Uh, by... That's the thing. This was the first time that there was a commissioner of baseball. Yeah, and he was a federal judge who was known as being a real fucking hard ass. And uh, what he did was he just immediately banned them based off of moral purposes, essentially. Yeah, yeah be- before yeah. the commissioner, they used to have a, a grand wizard of baseball, <laughs> yeah. and he was always wearing this fucking hood, and they were like, dude. There was no. a supreme cyclops underneath him. <laughs> By the way, all the KKK titles sound like fucking Dungeons and Dragons shit. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fucking... It's cosplay, isn't it? I mean, that's... It was always it, cosplay. Yeah, I was trying to think of a racist sixteen-sided dice joke, and I couldn't do it quick enough. Sorry. A fourteen hundred and eighty-eight-sided dice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, they, the trial happened in nineteen twenty-one. Um, they all obviously invoked the Fifth Amendment, and uh, they didn't have to testify. Uh, Rothstein stole all the evidence, so basically. Uh, <laughs> I know. It was basically it was basically Godfather Two. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> the, the, the judge in the summing answer the up question, the, Senator. In, 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 the, in the summing up of the criminal case, right? The judge had to say, "Look, we're not judging them on whether they threw a baseball game here. We we have to if right. you That's if you're not hundred percent convinced works. that their intent in throwing this baseball game, if they did it, was to harm uh, the the club, the owner of right. the club." Then you can't convict them. So the jury just says, "Oh, okay. Then we won't convict him then because we can't be 100 percent sure on that." Plus, I think they'd also been paid by Rothstein. Uh, yeah, come on. Rothstein, yeah. Rothstein was his, his lawyer was well known. Kill them. Usually, the mafia uh, intimidates yeah. witnesses or uh, jurors. They don't pay them off. They usually tell them they're gonna kill them. You know. I for, I forget his name and I've I've lost my notebook. The the, the Rothstein's lawyer never ever lost a murder case. Everyone he defended on ah. murder always got off. <laughs> And then he got what he murder? got tried on he got tried on jury tampering. William, William, uh, William, Bobo's here. What murder? Yeah, yeah. What murder? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, the, <laughs> he he got brought up on jury tampering charges, not related to this, but o- other things. And he tampered his own jury on that and got acquitted of that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. If first, if first you don't succeed, you try try again. Yeah. You bribe bribe again. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, that's this. Uh, that's all the le- again uh, later on. Um, uh, Shoeless Joe uh, did a c- civil court and he uh, went to civil court in order to try to sue for lost wages, 
and a bunch of other shit. But uh, it's worth mentioning at the end of all this. Lost, the, um, lost shoes, lost wages, lost shoes. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I can't the, stop. There's a, there's a big cultural uh, moment and a new kind of phrase came into the language. After, after Shoeless Joe had given his uh, testimony, uh, he... He, a kid, a young baseball fan in the street, as he was as he was walking out of the courtroom, like grabbed him oh, by yeah. the grabbed him by the sleeve and said said uh, it, it's, it, it isn't true, is it is it Joe? And he said, uh, yeah, I'm afraid it is, son. And uh, and the uh, the press reported that as say it ain't so, Joe. It ain't so, Joe. Wow, yeah. holy yeah. shit! So and apparently, that... the story did not happen, though. By the way. <laughs> well, it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's some just fucking like my, sleazy my Red Sox story earlier. You know? Big news. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 the equivalent of CNN doing what CNN does now. Then. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, what's it it's called? Uh, media, uh, so okay, uh, with the cheating thing, right? Like, um, the Red Sox were implicated in the recent uh, cheating scandal. They're uh, their really? man, the manager Alex Cora has, you know, effectively left the league. He's kind of self-banned himself from the league because he was a on the Houston Astro team that was Uh-oh. caught cheating, and then he also had like the, the second shoe never dropped with the Red Sox, but there's always been talk that the Red Sox were caught cheating uh, in this actually World Series. Uh, you guys can't, you guys can see the hat, but not at home, uh, wearing the, the cap for their last World Series. And uh, it's funny, I ended up. I have a signed Alex Cora ball that I got before the scandal, and I gave it to my younger nephews for Christmas this year, wow. which was just like a few months nice. before the whole fucking thing went down. So, uh, you know, again, like you said, man, this cheating, this this thread of cheating uh, has clearly, I mean, I don't know how much you want to say plagued it because it. We're still talking about it in fucking 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just had I mean, a it was 100 years ago last year, for what it's worth. And we're, but we're st- it's still relevant. Like, you know, it's kind of like how... Uh, now I'm going to go really off the deep end. You guys may not like this. Okay. But like how, you know, stuff like uh, social injustice, uh, you know, that came up in like, you know, the 40s and 50s and before. Yeah. You can say that we're, it's still common. It's something that you can't necessarily overcome. It seems that humanity may be doomed to cheat on baseball and also uh, discriminate against black folks, you know? So yeah, uh, it's just like, it's, it's, it's American is apple pie. So uh, what I know I'm not going to stop anytime soon. Am I right? Bobo? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, I guess that's pretty much all you need to know about the story. Um, there's a couple good resources online for you to learn a little bit more about it. But you wouldn't get to hear about us putting getting hair in our dick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let, I guess let's hey, we're at a good time now. So do you guys want to plug something before we get out of here? Yeah, Bobo, go ahead first. Bobo, you please. Dave show. I'm on the I I I'm here on the East Side Dave show every Tuesday, seven thirty. Compoundmedia.com. It's also available in the archives if you miss the show. You can watch it any time you want, wow. including past episodes. It's a great yeah, show. That... And then, Bobo, I, I... What's, your, what's your Twitter handle, Bobo? Yeah. My Twitter handle is Bobo103NYC. Great. Yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm Stevie Lou at Stevie Lou Comedy on uh, Twitter. 
uh, Instagram. You can check me on there or over on the Eastside Dave Show, like Bobo said. We I will love, send we you love a Dave follow on Instagram, by the Roy, way. We love Dave and Roy and Flutzy and Big A, Jimmy, Andrea, Garrett, uh, Steve, Drew. Steve. Uh, I, I, everyone at Compound Media, if I missed yeah. anyone, I'm very, very sorry. I did not mean to. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take this opportunity, seeing as you set me up for it. Um, sort of, I, I've I've been a compound subscriber only for three years, uh, <laughs> but during this during this whole lockdown uh, shit show that's been going on, they've literally and it's not even up for debate. They've been producing the yeah. in studio shows, especially have, have been just the best television that's been available anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, they do a better a better job than oh all I, the I big forgot uh, I forgot E Rock. E-Rock is doing some oh, yeah. tremendous job. He's bringing in all, like, all these guests that Anthony's been getting nonstop. Yeah, E-Rock yeah. a long time ago said he'd do my show, so maybe now he will. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe now he won't. <laughs> hey, now that you've had Bobo and Stevie Wu on... I know. Uh, what a great going. co-sign. Nothing is impossible. True. It's great. But yeah, if, if, any, if any of our listeners by chance aren't already Compound subscribers... Yeah, then... go do that. Honestly, you you won't regret it. It's great. I mean, in In Hot Water is going to be one of the best shows on TV. For period. And and Eastside Dave is, it's just a. It's almost. I mean, I guess it's a bit off color. It depends how you are with your kids, but it's like it's like a family fun sort of show, isn't it? It's got that vibe. It's, it's not kid friendly. I wouldn't call it kid friendly whatsoever. William has a weird very, weird relationship very with his kids. But you got you got. Christy, Christy Mayer on there as well. Oh, you got Pat Dixon, like you said, too. Yeah, you already that's, mentioned that's Hot Water. Friend. We got Mike Mike Malice. Uh, you got uh, uh, Schwartz, too, you know, in the morning. Yeah, Schwartz, and, uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, If you're know, into that sort Kevin, of thing. Kevin's a big fan. Kevin's going to love that, you know. <laughs> but uh, If you're into that sort of thing, you can watch that. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Every single person over at Compound is actually like really cool in real life, which is hard to say about fucking a lot of performers. So I, I could vouch for every single one of them over there. Not hey, like that fucking matters, but hey, I'll Stevie, do you ever see the movie Adaptation? I love, I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the so guy who plays, uh, the guy who plays, um, love, love, whatever. The yeah, yeah. doesn't he <laughs> look just like Bill Schwartz? Uh, he, he's got that tan, especially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know the actor you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I think Bill. Bill's, yeah, Bill's got like darker hair and better hair. Well, but, that yeah, guy was wearing like, a wig and fake teeth, so I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, hey, Bobo, you've got a, you've got your movie appearance coming out as well. You better plug that again as well, just to yeah, remind people. It's called hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. It's coming. It's it's come. I think it's coming out soon. Yeah, I, I'd say Bobo, just yeah. check out traumanow.com. Uh, and we'll trauma... put a link to that in the description, by the way. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll send you the yeah traumanow.com. Traumanow, they'll get all of stuff there. The reason the reason I brought that up again is I wanted to. Is this your first movie appearance, Bobo? Yeah, this is the first. It is. Time, the first time it happened, and it's an interesting story how it happened because I was looking at I was perusing through fate through my Facebook. And I saw Stevie Lou post some pictures from the set, and I was, I was telling Stevie Lou how impressed I was with those pictures, saying how neat it's got to be to be around that. And I got a got a call saying, "Oh, how'd you like to visit the set?" To my surprise, I got to appear in a scene. And I gotta give a shout out. That was all Zach Amico was the one yeah. who made that yeah. happen. hundred percent. That was all Zach. Zach was like, "Get Bobo over here right now." I mean, so. Zach is one of the funniest guys. Zach, in the world. Zach follows Zach, my Zach wife is- on Instagram creepily and looks at all of her, likes all of her pictures. 
Yeah, because he's whole food. I, I hate to break the fourth wall, but Zach literally confided in me and said, he's like, the reason why I really wanted to make sure Bobo got in this flick, because he wanted to make sure any Opie and Anthony fans who are also yeah. Choma fans would see Bobo in right. some just random cut yeah. scene where he's like partying and they'd be like, what the fuck? You know, and then he got to have a great time on set too, which was yeah, fucking... Choma... That was still a lot of fun. I I have to admit, my my past self, sometime around back, I don't know, sometime in the nineties, I remember it. He used to run these films, late night cable. Right. Yeah. Realized I got to be in one of these, and yeah. it was a lot of fun seeing how it all how it all happened. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get well, you guys a link when it comes out. The re- the reason I asked Bobo, it's it's almost because of the way you're 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 a beloved uh, character in the in the in the o and a universe which obviously speaks to something about you and it and it actually when you say that's your first movie appearance that actually is a little bit of a surprise because like you, you've kind of done everything haven't you he's a I, renaissance I, man yeah I, I, uh, listen if there's anybody out there who directs films and you're an a fan i can actually personally recommend uh daniel as a great very uh professional Actor, I've directed him on a couple of small short clips for the East Side Dave show, and he always takes direction well, and he'll get the scene done. Very patient, find so. one of on my YouTube, by the way, Daniel. Yeah, Curlin. yeah. Daniel Curlin. Yeah, Say your YouTube. Sketch, this sketch won the sketch competition, and Stevie Lou, I have to say, you did a great job help pay, helping make this video happen. And well, say say I, your YouTube I, again. What's your What's your YouTube again? Daniel Curlin, one word. My Great. my first and last. YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Daniel Curlin. Yeah. K U R L A N. If you don't know, yes. but I'm sure everybody everybody listening to this knows how to spell that. Uh, it will be in the description that, too. Yeah. Th- thanks, William and Scott. Man, you guys have been really fucking spectacular. Yeah. I'm just gonna to I'm gonna plug real quick, and we're gonna sign out. Uh, just check out www.history.homos.com. Uh, you can follow us across all social media. Uh, at History Homos Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And anything else anybody wants to say before we go? Thank you so much for having us, guys. This was a great fucking time. Anybody out there, check these guys out. They rock. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's an honor for me. But me personally, when we first decided we were going to have guests on the show, I Bobo was number one on my list of people I wanted to get on, and we've done it. So everything from here on in is just I forgot, great. I, know, I forgot Bobby Bobby over at Eastside Dave Show. He was oh, the one who yeah. put this all together too. So shout yeah. out to Bobby Tambora. Yeah, shout out to Bobby, Bobby Tambora. Bobby was a great guest as well. Was, all right, well that's it then. Oh, so go ahead, Bobo. What was that, Bob? I said it was an honor to get get to meet you guys. Hopefully, I'll get likewise. To meet you guys. I expect to follow on on Instagram, Bob's. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get. We'll exchange it, Bob. We'll sure. figure that. We'll figure all that stuff out. Anyway, yeah. if, if that's all we got to say, then later, homos.